0: this is the prop tech vc podcast we give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate we interview top entrepreneurs investors and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry it's hosted by leading prop tech vc zane jaffer let's dive into today's content
1: tyler when you walk units you're coming in and you're giving a perspective the investor may not have, what are some red flags? What things do you catch? What things do you look out for that can kill a deal or seriously uh, impact the financial returns and your ability too, to successfully manage the property?
0: Yeah, so I think the the main things, if I'm looking at a complex and thinking what, what will really cause a headache and, a, and major problems, I'm looking at the the systems of the the whole structure. So your plumbing, your HVAC, your electrical. Um, those sorts of things are one very costly. Um, two, they can be a very um, very large discomfort to your your resident who is essentially your customer. Um, if it's if it's hot they and your ac doesn't work they are very unhappy and same if it's cold Um, if their toilets aren't working and plumbing is messed up it's going to make them very angry and that affects your your retention rate and your renewal rate so those are the things i think that you might have a really pretty property from the exterior and the curb appeal might be nice but those kind of the things you can't see are are what can really cause problems down the road um the curb curb appeal is very important and i think you kind of start from from the outside and work your way into the units but it's that's that's easy to cure it's much easier and less expensive than your main systems of the property and i think i think knowing how to you know take plugs off and identify what kind of wiring you have if it's copper or aluminum and aluminum might cause an issue that could be an insurance problem this and that i think those are that's an example of something that an investor and owner may not know especially if they're new to real estate investing They might not know some of those pitfalls that you could run into or then like gaps in railings that are another insurance issue, stuff like that. So I think that's where having a qualified and experienced property manager or management firm can help during those due diligence period and walk through. So there aren't as many surprises once you actually own the property.
1: And there's things you don't think of uh, intuitively and you might be dealing with situations where the seller has cashed out and sold the rights to the laundry facilities to a company for 10 years and they've just taken a bunch of cash out Uh, and now the new buyer is stuck with a contract and that's it. It is what it is. The same with ISPs and internet providers. These are things that often the inexperienced buyer will uh, deal with and then they make a mistake and if they're lucky and they get to buy more properties, they'll swear never again. But the advantage of having a, a property manager is that you, you see properties day in day out and that's all you do, you look at these things and eventually I was talking to one, when I first broke into the real estate industry, I was talking to one very experienced investor and. In, Eventually looking at real estate is like looking at a pair of shoes. It's much easier to analyze if this is all you do every day. Whereas there's a lot of amateur people who listen to podcasts, mine included, who want to break into real estate because they, you know, we're living in a high inflation environment right now. Interest rates are low, although they're going to slowly change. Yield is hard to find and multifamily sounds like the panacea, they get rich quick. And it's not, it's get rich very slowly, by the way. Um, but people walk into this and they make a lot of
0: mistakes. Right. No, I, I agree. And I think in a low interest rate environment, like you mentioned, there are a lot of people who think, oh, I'm looking at these few calculations and this looks like it's going to be great. But if you don't understand the full picture and what it really takes in the little, little expenses here, little expenses there, then you can make a a real mistake and not to mention these are, these are the good times. We're in a good environment. If the market changes, which it's always going to go in cycles, um, unless history stops repeating itself, then there are going to be times when things aren't so good. Your rental rates aren't going up. Um, and occupancy is going down. That's when you have to get really efficient and know, okay, here's where we where we need to cut things. Here's here's how we can operate really well. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in a pretty tough situation because you thought things were were really rosy and a good good opportunity, but then whenever things aren't so great. It gets, it gets pretty tough if you're not prepared for it.
1: And I'll tell you, as, as a buyer, it's very disheartening when you make bid after bid and you don't win. And eventually you fall in love with the deal and you, you then start to celebrate winning the deal, which is very dangerous. And sometimes you'll do things without realizing there's key assumptions that move the needle on your financial returns. You, you mentioned a few, you mentioned occupancy, you mentioned rent growth and rental rates. You also have interest rates um, which impact your financing situation, you also have to consider you know, the, the grander scheme of uh, job growth and uh, how inflation looks and is rent growth gonna be there and ultimately cap rates. So right. it's very easy to just make a few slight adjustments to your exit cap rate and the interest rate that you think you'll be able to capture on the deal. Mm-hmm. And the rent growth, You know, why not add a half a percent growth and whilst we're at it, why don't we also just assume these occupancy numbers? Suddenly, each of those variables can drastically change the return profile. And because you've made slight conservative, in your view, conservative changes, you've, you've made this deal a, a winner now. But right. being prudent and conservative is important, especially for those of us who haven't lived through multiple cycles.
0: Right, yeah, I think I have I have personally been, uh fallen victim to that of, oh, this looks like such a great deal. I really want to make it make it work. And you start to to look at the the bright side and you're you're forgetting the, hey, okay, we live in the real world, things are changing. And you really have to kind of step back and make more conservative bets. And I think that's where I've learned, especially kind of in the underwriting phase of determining, hey, is this something that I can make a return on and that I want to own? Um, Being more conservative and planning for rougher times, if your numbers still work when doing kind of planning for that aspect, then they're really going to work and your returns really going to be good during the good time. So it's trying to find something that will work um, no matter what And real estate is already um, good for whether it's an economic downturn or not, because think about it, everyone needs shelter. Everyone needs somewhere to live. You might have rent increases and in rent growth and you might have downturns, but people still need a place to live and they're more and more going to rentals and um, multifamily apartments because it's getting difficult to own a house, own and buy a house, especially for younger generations. Getting the equity required um, is just getting very hard and that's why I think we've seen more of a growth in new development of apartments, and they've become a great asset for investors as well.
1: And Tyler, what what I really like about you guys is you do do things differently to other property management firms. The way you approach things are different. Walk us through some innovations uh, that you've implemented on the business model side of things. So I know, uh, and we've talked about this, how you might um, charge for shared laundry facilities, and you charge a subscription fee, which is, you know, delight to some of our PropTech listeners here, you know, for SaaS revenues. It's not SaaS revenues at all, right. obviously, right? It's recurring revenue, though, still. Um, and, and then you've also done interesting things with unit mixes. You know, you, you, you've sort of segmented some units and made them short-term where you've rented them out to students, so you've come up with really cool ideas with regards to managing occupancy and turnover in student property. So could you give us some, uh, could you share some of your uh, innovations and business
0: model changes you've made to a property in the past? Sure, yeah. Certain things um, we try to do, um, whether it's getting together and having a Monday morning meeting for 30 minutes or trying to just always be sharing ideas with each other. Um, And this can, this again goes all the way down because a make ready or a leasing agent could have just as good of an idea as the president of a company so it really really takes teamwork to get these things kind of rolling but if you have like-minded people who think creatively that's really where you can come up with some cool ideas and one of them that that you kind of alluded to that has been a big success was thinking about laundry. Um, What do people always have to do? And that's their clothes. It's already, if you're like me, it's already a pain to do your laundry. If you have it right there in your um, in your apartment or your home. Well, having to take all your dirty clothes down to a laundry facility um, either putting it on the hood of your car or whatever to get it there. It's not pleasant. Then fumbling around with quarters to put in a machine is a hassle as well. So we started thinking what's something that would be really good and helpful and provide a benefit and that was to goal number one is buy washer and dryers that we can include in the actual units themselves and that's great because you're getting a roughly 10 percent payback um, on per month on what you paid for the equipment and people we have found love to pay that extra money and so you're you're growing your return very quickly another idea was okay These laundry companies and laundry contracts can be very tricky. You get locked in for 10 years, they are taking a lot of the revenue, a lot of the fees, and it just, it gets so watered down. And so where this idea came from is we started thinking, okay, we can buy these commercial washer and dryers for a laundry facility just like anyone else can. How do we make this easier um, to work with and where we capture all the revenue? And what we came up with was a subscription model um, similar to how most things we do now are, whether it's Netflix, a car wash, um, whatever it may be, they just automatically charge you and you can use it as much as you want. So we found that charging residents $40 a month And it's just included in their rent and they can go do their laundry as much as they want throughout the month and it makes our revenue go up substantially and what you talked about you apply a cap rate to that and the whole value of your property goes up substantially and the only the only thing that the owner is out is they have to pay for the equipment and appliances up front but it's really not substantial um, in the long run compared to the value you're creating so things like that as well as renting furnished units um, again applying that 10 percent of the cost so you get that 10 percent return um, that's been great and it can be s- things that are as simple as buying parking signs um, for reserved parking and getting an extra $20 a month for a sign you can move around. And it it sounds small, but you have $20 a month and you have 40 residents that do that. Again, apply that cap rate, you're adding value and you're paying $20 to buy the sign and you never have to replace it. So little things like that, trying to think outside the box. And some people do them, some don't. Um, it's just, it's, it's little things like that. And I think also looking at some things happening in the technology world, and a lot of these um, kind of financial startups and um, things that can increase resident retention or cash back or this and that, it's really cool to see some of those things start to come out and ways to integrate that and make, make these properties more um, more just valuable.